Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This podcast contains violence, adult themes, and material that may be disturbing to some listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. True North True Crime is produced on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. There's still no sign of a 23-year-old Chilliwack mother who hasn't been seen since Saturday night. Dozens of friends and family have been searching for Shailene Bell along the edge of the Fraser River and in some local fields. So far, search and rescue crews have turned up nothing. She was last seen at her apartment on Edward Street, where she left her two young boys in the care of a friend. Her vehicle was found abandoned on Monday. There are tips coming in, but the, the search is focused on where the vehicle was recovered. There's a very high concern for Shailene's uh, safety and well-being. Uh, the Chilliwack RCMP Victim Services are engaged and have reached out to uh, family members. We are all very concerned and uh, it, it, uh, a missing uh, person, it, uh, it affects the whole community and uh, we're all watching for her. Shailene has bleached blonde hair and brown eyes. She's about five foot two. Anyone with information is asked to call police. Since Saturday, January 30th, 2021, a young mother of two in Chilliwack, British Columbia, has been missing. She hopped in her brand new SUV to go on an evening drive. Her boyfriend opted to stay at home to tuck the kids into bed. The young mother of two did not return home. A community has come together to find her, but there has been no trace since that night. This is the disappearance of Shailene Bell, and this is True North True Crime. everyone and welcome to episode 25 of True North True Crime. Thanks for joining us. We want to start out this episode by shouting out some kind folks that donated coffee this week. As you know, we are an independent podcast, so your donations really help us out. Thank you to Nairu Yede, Jimmy Hankins, Tiffany C, Waho Moaru, Ken S, Corey D, Anastasia, Jesse Dwayne Ryan, 
and the Missing and Unexplained podcast for buying us some coffee. If you would like to buy us a coffee, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash tntcpod. It can be a one-time donation, or you can become an honorary producer of the podcast by choosing the $5 a month option. Also, we recently did an interview with Tyler at the Missing and Unexplained podcast. He is a great interviewer and journalist with a pretty exceptional podcast. We usually don't show too much of our personalities on our show, but doing the interview with Tyler gave us an opportunity to talk a little bit about ourselves and the motivation behind True North True Crime. If you want to check out this episode of The Missing and Unexplained that we do our interview in and his new season, we have linked it on our Twitter and Facebook. Oh, and speaking of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TNTCPod or on Facebook at True North True Crime. So tonight we are talking about the disappearance of Shailene Bell, a 23-year-old mother of two living in Chilliwack, British Columbia. Shailene went missing on the evening of Saturday, January 30th, 2021. There is a family and community who is clearly suffering right now, and we hope that this episode will help to find answers. We put this episode together using publicly available news articles, the website shaybell.com, as well as verified posts from friends and family. We also spoke to Shailene's sister, Steph, as well as some other people who know Shailene. We want to acknowledge that the folks who created the Trina Hunt website and discussion pages have also been throwing their efforts into uncovering what happened to Shailene Bell. They have launched the website, shaybell.com, as well as a Facebook and Reddit discussion page. At the time of her disappearance, Shailene is described as a 23-year-old woman with bleach blonde hair and brown eyes, standing 5 foot 2 inches tall and weighing 95 pounds. She was last seen driving a brand new dark gray 2021 Hyundai Tucson. RCMP asked anyone with information to call the police at 604-792-4611 or dial Crime Stoppers anonymously at 1-800-222-8477. There is a $10,000 reward being offered for tips that lead to her safe return. So this case takes place in Chilliwack, British Columbia. Chilliwack sits on the Stolo Territory, which is comprised of 24 First Nations that spans the area from Fort Langley to Yale, B.C. Chilliwack is the seventh largest city in British Columbia with a population just over 100,000 people. The city sits in the Fraser Valley and is a rich agricultural center. But over the last couple of decades, Chilliwack has grown into its own as a city and has shaken its uh, farm town feel. Along with that has come some crime issues. Mostly this crime is spawned from the opioid and meth crisis, which has hit so many urban centers and small towns. Chilliwack tends to be a pretty conservative and faith-based place, with many following the Christian faith. I'm not sure if I read this right, but it seems between Chilliwack and neighboring Abbotsford, there are over 150 churches and faith spaces. There are also quite a few mosques and temples in the area of the Fraser Valley. Chilliwack's motto, by the way, is Cor Viride Provincia, which is Latin for Green Heart of the Province. So Shailene Bell was also known as Shailene Keeler Bell and Shay Durham. She moved to Chilliwack when she was just a young child, so she spent the greater part of her life growing up and living in Chilliwack. It is clear from the outpouring of support and grief that many people knew her and think of her with kindness in their hearts. 
Her parents divorced when Shailene was young, so she grew up in Chilliwack with her mom, Alina Durham, and her stepdad. Her sister, Stephanie, recalls that as a child, Shailene was funny and happy. She was also stubborn, but also very bubbly. She loved spending time with her sister, and she used to ask her sister to join her on visitations with their dad so that they could have sleepovers. Shailene attended high school in Chilliwack. She was involved in cheerleading and vaulting and has many friends in the community from school, from mom groups, and from church. We asked Stephanie what Shailene's life goals were. She would state that Shailene wanted to find happiness and love. She wanted to get married and have a family. She once told her that she wished she could win the lottery so she could buy some land and put two houses on it so the two sisters could live side by side and raise their kids together. Shailene has two little boys, aged two and three. One of her boys, the youngest, has dealt with medical complications since he was just a newborn. Her youngest son has been a patient on and off at the BC Children's Hospital for most of the last two years. And last year, he was the poster child for an annual fundraiser for the hospital. Her mother, Alina, would state, Going through the stress and fear of having a very sick child, Shailene still felt compelled to help the children's hospital to raise awareness and money for other children. This is who Shailene is. There were some complications in Shailene's life. As we all know, life is not easy. Shailene has been open about bullying and mistreatment she received in middle school. This seemed to throw a curveball in her life. If you've ever been a victim of bullying at a young age, you will know how destabilizing this can be. In her adult years, she would struggle with some mental health and anxiety issues. This is also something that she would be open about. Her sister states that Shailene was very anti-drug, so she didn't use any drugs. She had anxiety. I don't personally know much about her mental health. She tried to hide that part from people. She was tough and didn't like people knowing if she was struggling because she wanted to prove she could do it on her own. For work, Shailene had recently started with Primerica. Uh, this is an investment and life insurance type company that works with a multi-level marketing style model. Their mission statement is to help families earn more income and become properly protected, debt-free, and financially independent. Her intimate partner relationships appear more complicated. From what we gather, she was currently living with her new boyfriend. This relationship was getting serious, but it was new. They had actually been seeing each other since around August of 2020. Uh, Steph told us that Shailene had said that she actually hoped to introduce her to her new boyfriend, but it didn't happen as Steph lives in Alberta. Her boys did not have the same father. According to Stephanie, the oldest son's dad had visitation on Sundays for three hours, so he saw his son weekly, and the youngest son's dad was not involved in Shailene's or his son's life. But it seemed that Shailene found some solace in the church. She found community and support with the Southside Church in the nearby community of Sardis. We have found her testimony on the church's YouTube channel. We are going to play that for you now so you can get a better feel for who Shailene is. My name is Shay, and this is my story. Growing up, life just really wasn't easy for me. My middle school years were defined by bullying and sexual assault, and I walked into high school feeling broken and completely doubting my self-worth. As a child, I'd always believed in God, but with everything that I'd been through, I believed that he deserted me, and I wanted nothing to do with him. I started to believe that the only way I could fix how I was feeling was to find someone to love me. I continually found myself in toxic relationships. Three years after graduation, I was a single mom of two baby boys, and I had been in and out of a transition home. 
After the birth of my second child, I found myself with little to no support living on income assistance in a mobile home in Hope, BC. With all that I had been through, nothing could prepare me for what I was about to go through next. On November 19th, 2018, I noticed my newborn son Sawyer had a cough. When I came to check on him again, he had suddenly gone blue. We rushed to the hospital and we were transferred more than three times. All of his vitals were dropping and he was on the fifth level of breathing support. I remember sitting in the corner of the hospital room as the doctors, nurses, and specialists surrounded my little boy, covered in tubes. Tears streamed down my face. I cried and I prayed desperately again for the protection of my son. We later learned that Sawyer had RSV, which is deadly for preterm babies like him. Sawyer was diagnosed with severe GERD, failure to thrive, and a tight pylorus. Last August, Sawyer's health took another serious drop and we were back at Children's Hospital once more. After two months in the hospital and 11 surgeries, I was completely hopeless. I didn't know what to do or where to turn. I had heard of Southside Church before, and out of desperation, I decided to message in on Instagram and to ask for a prayer. I was messaged back right away and was told there was a team praying for my family every day. I was finally encouraged. Around this time, Kelsey Oz, an Instagrammer that I followed, reached out to me. Her daughter used a similar G-tube to Sawyer, and she came in with coffee to visit us in our hospital room. I was so exhausted, and I can't express how meaningful it was to have someone to talk to that cared. As we were chatting, I found out that Kelsey also attended Southside herself. I started wondering if God was reaching out to me through this church and these people. After three months in the hospital, we were finally able to bring Sawyer back to our home in Hope. It was nearing Christmas time, and the season was particularly heavy for my little family. One afternoon, I looked out my window to see a car full of Southsiders pulling up to my home. They knocked on the door with a sunshine box in hand. The box was filled with hundreds of dollars worth of gift cards, Christmas presents for my boys, and a card filled with encouragement. I was brought to tears by the generosity of the church, and my boys were so happy. I just couldn't believe a church that I had never attended could reach out to my family in such a tangible way, and there was something I just couldn't shake about it. I knew in my heart that the God I thought had deserted me was reaching out to me in this moment with his love. That night, on the floor of my kitchen, I turned my heart back to God. I immediately went onto the church website and I clicked through every tab. I knew I needed to go to Southside. Because of my son's health issues and the long drive, I decided to start by listening to the Southside podcast. The first message that I'd listened to was so powerful that I cried through the entire thing. Right away, I decided to step out of my comfort zone and to sign up to join a group. I still had so many questions, but I wanted to jump in and find out more about this loving God that was talked about at Southside. I even ordered a Bible and a devotional book and started to teach my sons how to pray. Before ever physically attending church, I met with my new Southside group. I met Sarah, the leader of the group, and she immediately took me under her wing and welcomed me in. I had never felt like I belonged anywhere like this before. I was met with so much acceptance and never once felt like I had to prove myself to anyone. It felt like I was home. So that was Shailene's testimonial from the Southside Church YouTube page. It's clear that she had gone through some struggles, uh, but had found some community and was maybe starting to turn the page uh, and things were beginning to get better for her. So what happened? According to news articles and the timeline reported on SheaBell.com, this is what we know. 
Shaybell.com is created by the same grassroots group of online sleuthers that have done their best to uncover information about Trina Hunt. Thursday, January 28, 2021. Shailene bought a brand new 2021 dark gray Hyundai Tucson. This was also the last day she spoke with her sister, Stephanie. Shailene tried to call her sister again around 7 p.m., but Steph was putting her kids to bed and couldn't answer the phone. Steph tried to call Shailene back 45 minutes later, but was unable to reach her. From what we understand, Shailene was having problems, uh, an ongoing issue with her mobile phone at the time, and she often missed calls or texts. She relied on apps like Snapchat and Instagram to communicate. On Saturday, January 30th, Shailene did go and visit her mom sometime in the early part of the day. Shailene also had to go back to the car dealership to sign some paperwork. At the dealership, she was seen by people. Then, between 8 p.m. and 8.30 p.m., Shailene's boyfriend says, Hey, I will watch the boys and you go for a drive. She replies with something to the effect of, Okay, bye, see you. So Shailene was known to go for drives. And because she had just gotten this new vehicle, apparently her and her boyfriend decided that she should go for a drive. Her boyfriend said that they had just gotten her boys into a good bedtime routine, so he would stay behind and put the kids to bed. And that would give Shailene some free time to enjoy her new car. The boyfriend says she left, he put the kids to bed, and then he fell asleep watching TV that night. He did not notice that she was gone until the morning when he woke up and she wasn't there. Also, on that same Saturday evening, Shailene was seen in the 9300 block of Edward Street in Chilliwack, B.C., where she lived. We do not know if this was CCTV or an eyewitness. So on Sunday, January 31st, 2021, her boyfriend woke up and found that Shailene wasn't there. He then phoned Shailene's mother to see if she had seen her. She had not. They were obviously both concerned as this was out of character for Shailene. Shailene's mother then called the RCMP to report Shailene as a missing person. Then, on Monday, February 1st, 2021, Shailene's abandoned vehicle was found at the 47,000 block of Ballam Road, about seven kilometers from her apartment. So that's the timeline. Shailene bought a new car. She decided to go for a drive. She did not return home. And then her car was found abandoned two days later. In the days, weeks, and months following Shailene's disappearance, many searches were held in the Fraser Valley area. Dive teams and boats searched the Fraser River, and groups walked the rural areas around the Balam Road site where the car was found. They also started the Help Find Shailene Bell Facebook group that has over 11,000 members. The group is very active with searches and fundraisers. Chilliwack RCMP continued to investigate Shailene's disappearance and follow-up tips. Police state that they do not believe the missing persons case is connected to any other cases. As time has passed, Shailene's family is struggling to keep her case in the public eye. Thousands of missing person posters have been posted across the Fraser Valley. The new posters have added the words, still missing, to let people know that Shailene Bell has not been found. The family has also created several large banners that have been set up on private property near Highway 1. Friends have started a fundraiser selling cupcakes to support Bell's family, as well as a GoFundMe page. So we're going to break down um, some more details of this case. We're going to talk about the uh, the car site, 
uh, what was found in the car, Shailene's relationships, her affiliations with churches, and all that after a quick break. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we are back. So before the break, we broke down the limited details around Shailene Bell's disappearance. We now want to break things down a little more. Let's start with where her car was found. So Shailene's car was found abandoned at an area near the 47,000 block of Ballam Road, near McSween Road. According to Google Maps, this is 7.2 kilometers from her apartment, which is in the 9300 block of Edward Street in Chilliwack. This would be roughly a 10-minute drive. We are not familiar with the area or the exact location where the car was found, but from what we can gather, Ballam Road runs along the Fraser River. The road has the river on one side and farmland on the other side. While this area could be considered rural and remote by some standards, there are a number of homes and farms in the area. We have seen photos online of where we believe her car was found, and this seems to be some kind of gravel outcrop road that ends at the bank of the Fraser River. For reference, the spot where we believe her car was found is about a minute away from a fishing spot on the banks of the Fraser River known as Peg Leg Bar. According to Reddit user Clue Rider, the probable location for where her vehicle was found does seem sketchy, and at night I would think twice about going down there alone. As she was from that area, I'm sure, unless there was a specific reason to go meet someone there. It is an odd place to take your new vehicle for a spin. The road is a dead end at the river, and the road is gravel. Another person close to the case told us that the area does have people walking around in the daytime. Often, when the river is low, folks walk along the banks of the river. 
It has been rumored that the car was parked facing the water, but we cannot confirm that as authorities are being very tight-lipped about these details. Shailene's mother has stated that the area where the car was found was a place that Shailene would sometimes go to think. So there is somewhat of a connection to the area. But would she go there at night? For our listeners outside of British Columbia, the Fraser River is a big river. This isn't a backyard stream. In fact, it is the longest river in BC, stretching over 1,300 kilometers from the Rocky Mountains to the Strait of Georgia, just south of Vancouver. It is used by a multitude of industries, including fishing, agriculture, forestry, transportation, and hydroelectric power. So when the car was found, we read the personal items were found inside the abandoned car. We asked Steph if Shailene's keys were in the car, if the doors were locked, and what else was found. She said the following, quote, I don't know about the doors. I've asked but never gotten an answer. Her keys were not found. We were hoping that her keys had a GPS because her vehicle was a 2021, but there was no GPS. Her phone was found in the car, though. It has also been reported by people on Reddit that other personal items of Shailene's were found in the car, but we don't know what those are and that has not been confirmed. We do know that it was reported on missing posters that on the night Shailene disappeared, she was wearing a long white coat, jeans, and brown and black leathery style ankle boots. We bring this up because she does not seem dressed to go out for a nighttime walk in muddy fields in Chilliwack or along the dangerous banks of the Fraser River. So before we move on, let's just recap. Shailene went out for a drive at about 8, 8.30 p.m. Uh, she did not return home. Then, on Monday, February 1st, 2021, Shailene's abandoned vehicle was found on the 47,000 block of Ballam Road. It was a pretty remote rural area by the banks of the Fraser River. Inside her car was her phone and other personal items, but her keys were missing. Okay, so let's talk about the relationships in her life. Uh, we will not be using any names, but there are three relationships with men that we want to walk through. First off, Shailene was currently seeing someone. They had been seeing each other for a few months, and he did not live with Shailene and the kids, but he did stay over from time to time. From all accounts, he's a good guy and uh, is quite traumatized over what has happened. Sources told us he is no longer in British Columbia. So this, of course, is the guy that was home who put the kids to bed, fell asleep, and then reported Shailene missing the next day. Apparently, they'd been seeing each other since August of 2020. So the second person is the father of Shailene's oldest child. Steph confirmed with us that he is still very much in his child's life. He saw his child for three hours every Sunday. Apparently in August, he had filed for 50-50 custody. Steph stated, quote, Yes, he's the one who was trying to get 50-50. The paperwork was filed back in August for that, though. He saw, the name of the child, Sundays for three hours usually. So clearly he had an ongoing uh, relationship and ongoing communication with Shailene. We don't know how amicable it is, but he shared custody and visitation is usually a positive thing. The third person is the father of her second child. From what we gather, he does not live in the Lower Mainland, but he does live in British Columbia. According to Shailene's family, he does not have a relationship with his child, or an amicable relationship with Shailene. 
We were told by family members and people close to the case that he has had interactions with the criminal justice system and that Shailene was possibly scared of him. Apparently, when Shailene traded her car in, she told someone at the dealership that she needed a new vehicle because her ex knew what car she drove. So we should clarify here that she did not say which ex, and it could be one that we don't know about. Having said that, those are the relationships that are known about at this time. So we want to take this time to clear up a rumor that has been going around. Many folks online have said that Shailene received the money for her new car as payment for child support or as a payoff to not pursue domestic assault charges against an ex. This is not true. Stephanie stated the following, quote, There is a rumor going around that her ex's family paid off her vehicle to drop charges. This is not true. Shailene's mom even asked him and his family, and they said it wasn't true. Okay, so from what we've gathered, Shailene's car was bought with a trade-in and a bonus that she had recently received. I know a lot of people online have maybe said, um, you know, how did this single young mom afford a brand new car? Well, that's what we understand. It was a trade-in as well as a bonus that she had recently received from Primerica. Shailene's faith-based affiliations have also come up a lot as people try to make connections and come up with theories as to what happened to Shailene. So let's address those. In the clip we played earlier, you heard Shailene give a testimonial about her baptism into the Christian faith. This clip came from the YouTube page of the Southside Church in nearby Sardis. Southside actually started with humble beginnings by meeting in the gymnasium of Vetter Elementary School in 1993. By 2009, the church was experiencing unprecedented growth and they kept outgrowing all of the spaces that they rented. In 2017, the church bought seven acres of land in Sardis and has since raised over $6.8 million to build a permanent home for the church. So according to the church's website, Southside Church exists to bring the hope of Jesus to people one life and one story at a time. They exist to see families restored, marriages strengthened, and young people supported and mentored. All of their ministries are united under this one vision, to see people far from God enter into a relationship with Him and then follow Him one next step at a time. Southside has a solid online presence on social media along with a podcast and a YouTube channel. They have also been able to pivot virtually during the pandemic. By all accounts, Southside is incredibly welcoming and community-minded. We asked Steph about Shailene's relationship with Southside, and she said, quote, I know she got baptized with Southside, but I don't know if she regularly attended. So that's kind of what we know about Southside. Let's move on to 12 tribes. There has been speculation that Shailene was connected to another faith group that resides in the Fraser Valley area called 12 Tribes. 12 Tribes is an interesting movement. They have communities all over the world, and their origins date back to 1972. So according to their website, the 12 Tribes is an emerging spiritual nation. They are a confederation of 12 self-governing tribes, made up of self-governing communities. By community, they mean families and single people who live together in homes and on farms. They are the disciples of the Son of God, 
who they call by his Hebrew name, Yahshua. They follow the Old and New Testament scriptures and live like the early disciples in Acts chapters 2 and 4. Quote, With all of our hearts we want to do our Father's will, which is to love one another and be the light to the nations, so that they can come see our life of love and know how much their Creator loves them. So 12 tribe members live communally on farms. On those farms, they grow their own food, which is sometimes sold at farmer's markets. They describe their farms as sanctuaries, a safe haven, a peaceful refuge, and an anchor for the soul in the midst of a society drifting dangerously off course. Twelve Tribes generally has a two-pronged approach to their presence in a town. They have their farm community, where folks live and work, and they also have a storefront called the Yellow Deli. The Yellow Deli provides affordable home-cooked meals. They actually have a super, super good Reuben sandwich. We've actually been to a Yellow Deli location before we knew who they were, and uh, these locations are often open 24 hours a day. The Yellow Deli is used to connect with the communities that the 12 tribes are in. The Yellow Deli location in Chilliwack is near to where Shailene lived, and also the 12 tribes ranch or farm is located near to where her car was found. The Twelve Tribes is certainly not without controversy. In Season 1, Episode 6 of the A&E series Cults and Extreme Beliefs, they focused on Twelve Tribes. The episode description is as follows. Despite their hippie persona and rustic community businesses, the Twelve Tribes have long stood accused of physically abusing children and subjugating women. Now disconnected from her family, an ex-member works to expose the 12 tribes' abusive practices. One of our listeners is actually pretty familiar with 12 tribes in Chilliwack. She stated, quote, I know a lot about the organization and was offered to come there and be a part of their family, referring to the farm. I believe they look for vulnerable single mothers, especially without strong family connectedness. They have the Yellow Deli and the farm. The farm is where they encourage you to come for dinner, music, and dancing. They do not give everyone the address, and they never invite men. I can see the appeal for a young woman who is religious and wants something better for herself, and who also wants to clear her headspace. We have also seen it written that 12 tribes members have to give up their names, possessions, and leave everything behind to join the community. We asked Steph if she knew about any connection between Shailene and 12 tribes. She said that she had never heard Shailene mention 12 tribes. We also want to add that we have no idea where the 12 tribes connection to Shailene came from. We have read about it online and we wanted to address it. We cannot confirm any connection between Shailene and 12 tribes. We do, however, acknowledge that it is very strange that she lived near the Yellow Deli and that her car was found abandoned near the ranch. So we also want to clarify one more thing here, um, and that is that 12 tribes and Southside Church are not related. There is no connection between those two organizations at all. They are two very separate and different organizations. So that's the breakdown of the information that we have. So let's get into some basic theories and what we can all do to help after a quick break. I feel like 
I'm I'm just walking in a dream. I'm doing the motions. Um, I, I I I I keep myself together for the boys, for Shane's boys. Um, I won't cry in front of them. Um, and um, but it's it's just a nightmare. I urge anybody, if they know anything, to please come forward. I'm desperate. As a mum, your mind goes to unimaginable places, and and it has. And I get up every day. I know I have to live another day like it. And I just, I just want answers. Like I just, we need it. I need that. I need to find out where is she. So you just listened to Alina Durham, Shailene's mother, speaking to the local media. Before the break, we outlined what little we know about Shailene's disappearance. We now want to walk through a few basic theories. We do not do this because we are investigative experts. We just want to look at the situation and perhaps help people figure out where to put their resources. The first one we're going to go through is self-harm. So we heard this theory a lot when Shailene first went missing. In this theory, perhaps Shailene went for a drive, parked her car, and went into the Fraser River. At the beginning when Shailene first went missing, her mother did say to the media that when she last saw her daughter, that she wasn't herself. And then she went on to say, I guess you could say she was having a struggle. Other people have pointed out that Shailene was on medication and would sometimes go to that area where her vehicle was found to think. But the family says wholeheartedly that for Shailene to vanish is completely out of character. And from what we understand, the medication was just a basic antidepressant. Her family and friends do not believe this to be a plausible theory. Her two boys were her world. They do not believe that she would leave them for any amount of time. Financially, she had just bought a brand new car, which indicates future forecasting and life planning. She had also not set up any financial plan for her kid's future, like a will. We asked Steph about the theory, and she does not believe that this is plausible. Shailene's mother has stated that she would never, never abandon her children. They are her entire life. They need their mother. Other people have also publicly stated similar um, sentiments that they do not believe that Shailene would um, uh, engage in self-harm or attempt to die by suicide. It should also be noted that RCMP dive teams have searched the river many times and did not find any indications at all, like no jacket, no pieces of clothing, nothing. Also, fishing has once again returned to the shores of the Fraser River, bringing lots of people into the area, and not one of those has found anything. No clothing, no long white jacket, nothing. The next theory is maybe, perhaps, Shailene got into some kind of accident. Maybe she parked her car and decided to go for a walk, misjudged the riverbanks, and fell into the Fraser River. The area where her car was has been referred to as sketchy at night and incredibly dark, This is not the place for a Saturday night stroll. Also, she was not dressed for a muddy winter walk along the banks of a river. So the next theory asks the question, would Shailene willingly leave her life? Would she just up and walk away on a Saturday night in January? This is where folks have been alluding to the 12 tribes by stating that one of their rules is giving up your worldly possessions and leaving your life behind. People also point to the fact that the 12 Tribes Ranch is only 200 meters from where her car was found. They also say that she had gone to the Yellow Deli as it was near her home. Now, we want to state that, obviously, Shay loves her sons. She just bought a new car only days earlier. She was only 23 years old. She had a lot to live for. She had family and community, 
and a new relationship that was going well, leaving in the middle of the night to randomly start a new life is hard to fathom. So in the next theory, we ask the question, did Shailene meet with foul play due to a stranger? Did someone she did not know do something that led to her disappearance? In this theory, perhaps Shailene was lured to the area where her car was found. We do know that Shailene was active on social media. Um, In recent years, human traffickers have been using social media as a way to lure and harm young women. We do think that it is possible that maybe she was chatting with somebody um, who was not forthcoming about who they really were. Or perhaps Shailene was at the Ballam Road spot and for some reason someone removed her from her car. We do know that Chilliwack has crime, like many small towns. There has been an uptick in property crime and crime fueled by addiction. Chilliwack is also a place where folks get released from several nearby correction centers. For many years, the Fraser Valley has also had a strong organized crime presence. Overall, Chilliwack is a great place with great people, but there has always been an underground crime element there. So the last theory is that someone that Shailene knew did something to her. Perhaps Shailene was lured to the Ballam Road area by someone she knew. Maybe they knew she would feel a sense of connection uh, to the area and feel that it was a safe place. Or maybe something happened to Shailene at an entirely different location, and then the person knew to dump her car in a place that she was known to go. Keep in mind, they have not found her car keys. We believe that this theory that someone known to Shailene did something to her is also entirely possible. It is also possible that where her car was found is not the scene of the crime. That night, Shailene went out for a drive, but only managed to seemingly get 10 minutes from home. That's hardly a drive. So as you see, all theories are possible at this point. And at this point, we know so very little. We think that the most important thing here is that Shailene Bell is a missing person who is at risk. She needs to be found. In the wake of Shailene's disappearance, her family and friends have been devastated. For months afterwards, her mother was taking care of Shailene's boys and paying the rent at Shailene's apartment so that she would have a home to come back to. Her mother would state, I can't emphasize it enough. We want to keep the search going for my daughter's sake. I will not have my daughter as a missing statistic. I refuse that. Shailene's sister Stephanie told us that she just misses her best friend and sister and wants desperately for her to just come home. From what we have heard, her sons are now in the care and custody of their respective fathers. Something positive has happened recently. Um, The family of Trina Hunt, the Port Moody woman who was discovered deceased south of Silver Creek, British Columbia, has offered a pretty amazing gesture. On Facebook, the family wrote that Hunt's mother had been sent flowers from Shailene's mother, offering thanks for the family's support in the search for Shailene. These two mothers connected, cried, and reveled at the unfairness in this world, but also took comfort in knowing they had each other's experiences to lean on. The two mothers spoke over the phone and shared a forever bond in understanding the fear and anguish that comes with their daughter's cases. Trina's family is asking anyone who wants to donate in Trina's name, to the GoFundMe for Shailene Bell. According to Trina's family, more than $5,700 has been raised in honor of Trina, donated to help Shailene's family and her two young sons. We will link that GoFundMe on our True North True Crime Facebook page. We asked Stephanie how else our listeners can help. 
She said, keep sharing her posters and getting her face out there, and that I appreciate you using your voice in your podcast to get her story out there and bring awareness to her case. We ask you to please share this episode. Please join the Please Help Find Shailene Bell Facebook group or the Shailene Bell Discussion Group on Facebook. Also, if you're able to, please make a donation to the Families GoFundMe page. And as always, please discuss your theories only on the discussion page, and please do so respectfully. If you are from the Fraser Valley area, if you knew Shailene, if you know anything about Shailene or her disappearance, no matter how small, please contact the Chilliwack RCMP. Someone out there knows something. At the time of her disappearance, Shailene is described as a 23-year-old woman with bleach-blonde hair and brown eyes, standing 5'2 and weighing 95 pounds. She was last seen driving a brand new, dark gray, 2021 Hyundai Tucson. She was possibly wearing a white knee-length coat, jeans, and black or brown leathery boots. RCMP asks anyone with any information to call the police at 604-792-4611 or dial Crime Stoppers anonymously at 1-800-222-8477. Again, there is a $10,000 reward for information leading to the safe return of Shailene Bell. Thank you for joining us for this episode of True North True Crime. We will be back soon with another episode and find us on social media at TNTCPod, and please say hello. We are an independent, self-funded podcast. If you would like to donate to the podcast or become an honorary producer, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash TNTCPod. Our producers on the podcast are Amy's Book Reviews, Alberta Bly, Cindy McDee, Blair Martin, Alyssa Santos, Anastasia, Ariel Elliott, Melanie E., Kelly Donahue, Carolyn Moore, Emily L., Jason Dallas, Jimmy Hankins, Tiffany C., and the Missing and Unexplained podcast. Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe, gang. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.